630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Nurse, beautiful move to the net. Great shot, score! And Edmonton completes a dramatic comeback. Cassie left it for McDavid. Drive the net. What a shot! Top right corner, unbelievable. Two flyers straight all over him. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. It's suspended two games for an illegal check to the head on the Islanders' Nick Letty last night. So, McDavid not eligible to play tomorrow against the Anaheim Ducks, not eligible to play Monday against the Nashville Predators. Now, he could appeal the suspension, but the clock is ticking on that. I am told that McDavid will address the media tomorrow after the Oilers morning skate. Bob Nicholson, the CEO of the Oilers Entertainment Group, will also talk to the media. Nicholson putting out a statement today that he's very disappointed in the suspension. We'll get to that as we move along tonight. But as I understand it, even if McDavid appeals won't matter for tomorrow. He is out for tomorrow against the Anaheim Ducks. That one on 6.30, Ched, with the face-off show at 6.30 and the game starting at 8. NHL action underway tonight. Matt Duchesne playing in Ottawa as a member of the Columbus Blue Jackets. He was traded there earlier today. Blue Jackets lead the Senators 1-0 in the first period. Avalanche up 1-0 on Chicago, and the Wild and Red Wings are scoreless. Later on, the Ducks play the Flames, and the Jets will take on the Golden Knights. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thank you so much for tuning in. A very special edition of Inside Sports as we make our annual visit to Claire Drake Arena, and tonight's game is between the U of A Golden Bears and the Calgary Dodgers. Dinos. Game one of a best of three Canada West semifinal. The winner, of course, advances to the Canada West final and locks up a spot in Nationals. How about this for a streak? The Golden Bears have won 15 consecutive playoff series against the Dinos, and they have won 30 consecutive playoff games against the Dinos. All of those best of three series have been sweeps in favor of the U of A, so they will try to keep the run going tonight. The puck is going to drop at 7. Always fun to be here. You'll hear from Golden Bears head coach Ian Herbers as we move along tonight. This afternoon, playoff hockey, the Pandas here at Claire Drake beating Saskatchewan 2-0 in game one of their best of three. Alex Posnikoff and Amy Boucher had the goals. Kirsten Chamberlain with the shutout, making 17 saves. She had six shutouts in the regular season and now adds another one in the playoffs. Incredible. So now the Pandas have played a total of 29 conference games, regular season and playoffs combined, and they have allowed 24 goals. Truly remarkable. Hey, I'm happy to hear from you tonight, and I have a feeling you might have something to say about the McDavid two-game suspension. You can text 630-630, and you can call 780-496-0063, and we will get to that in a couple of minutes. I'm just going to play the whole video for you if you haven't watched it or listened to it or heard the whole thing. It is a couple of minutes long. Uh, obviously, it, 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 this audio accompanied video on the NHL website of the McDavid hit on Letty. I'm going to wager most of you have seen it. So here it is in the NHL's own words from the Department of Player Safety why McDavid was suspended for two games. Thursday night in Edmonton, Oilers forward Connor McDavid was penalized for an illegal check to the head of Islanders defenseman Nick Letty. As the video shows, 
McDavid is back-checking through center as the Islanders enter the Oilers' zone on the rush. The puck is moved to Letty, who bobbles the puck briefly before chipping the puck deep into the Oilers' zone. As he releases the puck, McDavid comes in front of Letty's body and clips Letty's head with his shoulder, making the head the main point of contact on a hit where such head contact was avoidable. This is an illegal check to the head. It is important to note that both factors of the illegal check to the head rule are met on this hit. First, the head is the main point of contact. While McDavid makes some contact with Letty's far shoulder, the brunt of the impact of this hit is delivered by McDavid's shoulder to Letty's head. Second, the head contact on this play is avoidable. While Letty is making a play on the puck as McDavid approaches, he does not materially change the position of his head or body in a way that significantly contributes to the head being the main point of contact. Any movement he makes is part of a predictable and typical shooting motion, and it is not a significant change that materially contributes to the head being the main point of contact. It is also important to note that while we understand McDavid's assertion that he is taking this angle of approach because he is attempting to make a play on the puck, he alone is responsible for the subsequent head contact on this play. This is not a case in which two players moving simultaneously results in an accidental collision with unavoidable head contact. If McDavid wishes to solely play the puck on this play, he must take an angle of approach that does not result in his shoulder squarely hitting Letty's head. And if McDavid wishes to play the body on this play, he must take an angle of approach that hits through Letty's near shoulder and core. McDavid's chosen angle of approach results in his shoulder picking Letty's head, making it the main point of contact with sufficient force to merit supplemental discipline. To summarize, this is an illegal check to the head. McDavid has been neither fined nor suspended previously in his 267-game NHL career. The Department of Player Safety has suspended Connor McDavid for two games. So there's the explanation from the National Hockey League on why McDavid gets a two-game suspension. I know Rob and I talked briefly about the hit last night on overtime open line, and we agreed there would be a fine. It was a check to the head. Here's what the NHL has decided over about the last decade, and I have to say, I think for the most part, uh, I understand what they're doing. They don't want players to get concussed. They don't want to face these lawsuits that are popping up into perpetuity uh, about players suffering concussions. So they no longer say, I mean, look, when I was a kid growing up in Evansburg in the 80s and watching games on, on TV, and, and this even continued into the 90s and, and into, even into the early 2000s, you put your head down in the neutral zone and you get popped. That's your fault. That's your Get your bell rung. That's your fault. And they don't want that to be the case anymore. They are, the NHL has said, yes, it's a physical game, but it is up to the hitter to avoid head contact. We're not going to, uh, you know, if, if, if a guy is, is skating with his head down or, or caught looking at the puck, you can't just tee off with him. So that is what the NHL is saying, and they're wanting to protect players and, and, and I understand that. Uh, I mean, yes, it's taken some of the open ice hitting out of the game, a lot of the open ice hitting out of the game, and, uh, and I get that. And Connor McDavid did hit Nick Letty in the head. He did not elbow him. He did not charge at him. I do not think there was an intent to do it or an intent to injure. So that's why I thought after the game, all right, we're looking at a fine. they got to do something about it. Letty was shaken up on the play. 
for this to come out as a two-game suspension is quite perplexing to me, and I'm going to keep my language toned down, is quite perplexing to me given what we have seen in other scenarios and given what we just saw earlier this week when Radko Gudis swung his stick and hit Nikita Kucherov on top of the helmet. Now, was it a full-power axe chop? No, it wasn't. And did Gudis, you know, apologize? Okay, whatever. That was an accidentally on purpose play. He knew what he was doing. Gudis has done things like that at other points in his career. He got he gets a two-game suspension. And to me, those two things do not equate. So I'm a little curious about that. And in terms of the big picture of the National Hockey League and how it enforces the rules and hands out suspensions, it's become very confusing to me. And I'm going to reference a couple other plays, one in an Oilers game and one not in an Oilers game. And I'm going to relate this to the embellishment rule. So a few weeks ago, Leon Dreisaitl had a chance for a shorthanded 2-on-1 with Connor McDavid, and he was taken down, and the defending player got a penalty, and Leon Dreisaitl got a penalty for embellishment. That is absurd he's going to pass up a 2-on-1 with McDavid while shorthanded and dive. Wednesday night in the game between the Islanders and Flames, Michael Backlund had the puck with about five minutes left in the game for the Flames. He was circling back up near the offensive blue line. An Islander player uh, put his stick up uh, underneath Backlund's armpit along his rib cage, wrenched his arm away from his body, which caused Backlund's hand to fly off his stick, his arm to go back in the air. Obviously, he lost his balance and fell to the ice. The Islander player was given a penalty and Backlund was called for embellishment. Backlund argues and gets an additional penalty and gets a 10-minute misconduct. So, I mean, you have referees that don't recognize what embellishment is or isn't. And then in the case of the Flames game, you're penalizing a guy who's so irritated about the call. Now, granted, okay, guys got to shut their mouths, take their medicine or whatever. But then you're penalizing the player for arguing a crappy call and then making that team go shorthanded and lose the player for the rest of the game. He got a misconduct with five minutes left in regulation time. So I understand why people get frustrated, and and I try not to just... Because i got to tell you guys, Rob and I could turn every Oilers postgame show, win or lose, into a 90-minute complaint session about the refs. And we don't want to do that, so we try to limit our comments to when they're really relevant or where there's a call we think we're really bad, address it, and then move on. But there are so many things happening in so many games over and over again, and now we see it at a higher level from the Department of Player Safety, where as observers of the game, whether you're in the media like me or whether you're a fan, where you're saying, what the heck is going on? This texter says, you are confusing referee calls with disciplinary decisions made by the league. They're different. I'm not confusing them. I'm not confusing them. I'm tying them all together with a problem that the league has overall about on-ice enforcement and off-ice discipline. To me, it all goes together and is a sign that they don't really know what they're doing and they don't have any consistency. 
780-496-0063 is the phone number. You can text 630-630. Mike says anyone disagreeing with two games is biased. It's the correct decision. Mike, like, just get lost with crap like that, okay? You know, I'm not biased. We're talking about it. If you think it's two games, that's your opinion. I could have an opinion as well. Like, I'm sure you're smarter than you, you just indicated by sending that text. Trucker Dave says, the NHL is a joke. They can't get the call right ever. I can't even watch. I listen to the games instead. Well, we appreciate that. I'll get to more of your text. Phone lines are open. We're live at Claire Drake Arena. Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. Inside Sports on 630 We are live from Claire Drake Arena. 7 o'clock face-off for the Calgary Dinos and the U of A Golden Bears. Game 1 of their Canada West semifinal. Always fun doing shows from here. As we are uh, talking about the Connor McDavid story. Two-game suspension. Uh, Rick texting into 630-630. Tell Mike I must be biased as well because I pay good money to watch Connor take cheap shots every game and nothing is ever called when he gets it. This texture says, my problem with the two games is Letty was not hurt, wanted to stay out on the ice until Trotz called him off. I think a fine would have been the appropriate punishment. Uh, this texture says, you guys are such homers just because it's your precious Connor. Tired of hearing your crap. It's clearly a headshot just because it's Connor. He should not get suspended. Uh, just a quick note to that texture. Talking about Edmonton issues on an Edmonton radio station does not make me a homer. And by the way, I think Connor should have been fined. I think he should have been penalized. Uh, I do not think he should have been uh, suspended. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Jamie standing by. Jamie, go ahead. Hey, Reed, how's it going in Edmonton today? Things are going great. Uh, well, that's good. Uh, not so good in Calgary, but uh, whatever. Um, you know, I watched the game last night, and I'm going to say this: if the officials would have actually called the hook Letty made on McDavid not even 30 seconds beforehand, the headshot would never have occurred. This needs to be not just on McDavid's head, but on the officials' heads as well, and I think those officials need to be suspended additionally. Now, that being stated, um, you know what? I'm glad McDavid uh, stood up for himself. I know it was a headshot, but uh, it's about time uh, somebody actually took uh, some abuse back for the abuse they give to McDavid. Um, third point, you know, the officiating this year, this season, has been an absolute farce. Um, seeing how things go and when you're trying to teach your kids how to play a game, and if our top league can't call a game, um, can't call a game equitably, fairly, and, uh, you know, impartial how to play in hockey, when you have your daughter's while they're watching the game, Dad, that should have been a penalty. Why wasn't it called? You know, maybe the NHL needs to get their heads out of the proverbial, you know what, and actually start recognizing that uh, they need to actually deal with this officiating uh, fiasco now rather than continuing to let it go. But Thanks, Jamie. For- Appreciate it. Seven eight zero four nine six. 0063. This texture says the NHL is only consistent with the outcome. For example, Malkin intentionally swings his stick at the head of a player and gets one game. If there was contact made, it would have been double digits. 
We'll go back to the phone lines with Rob on line two. Rob, you're on with Reed. Go ahead. Hey, Reed. Love the show. Thank you. Uh, just a couple things. Uh, you know, I, I know with the NHL, I don't know if the referees actually get together at the beginning of the year, the middle of the year, at the end of the year, and actually all the referees become, you know, one big group and talk about issues like this. But I'd, I'd be interested to know if uh, the officiating body actually has meetings like that with all the referees. Well, while they definitely meet, I don't know how often, but they, they definitely meet before the season to try to establish standards and look at videos and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because, you know, just watching, like I have the center ice package and watching games across the league, it's it's consistently bad just right across the league. Like like the previous caller, a couple callers, you know, McDavid gets hooked down, and obviously there's a blatant hook or a hold. No call, but... I'm just wondering, is there, you know, is there consistency that's going to happen with more meetings? Maybe the referees need to meet more. Maybe, maybe the linesmen need to uh, to call blatant uh, penalties. Maybe the linesmen, if the referees don't see it, maybe the linesmen can make well. The call. They, yeah, they can obviously jump in and help call uh, majors or high sticks or something like that. Rob, before I let you go, and, I, and uh, Dean and Matt are up next on the phone lines. You'll be in after the news. What do you think of the McDavid punishment? Like, I think it was a headshot, and it's a fine. I was surprised when I saw two games. Oh, definitely. Like, he definitely had contact with the head. There's no question about it. And, and yeah, a fine, I think, would have been sufficient. But a two-game, considering, like you said previously, there's other instances out in the NHL that have happened that have warranted a two-game that are way worse than what McDavid did. Way worse. Thanks, Rob. We are live at Claire Drake Arena. Loving your feedback on the text line and the phone lines about the Connor McDavid two-game suspension. Golden Bears and Dinos taking to the ice for their pregame warm-up. More from you when we get back. Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Live from Clear Drake Arena, Golden Bears and Dinos are going to face off at 7. Game 1 of their Canada West semifinal. NHL tonight, the Blue Jackets with Matt Duchesne in the lineup. He was traded there earlier today, leading the Senators 1-0 in the second period. Also in the second, Avalanche lead the Hawks 1-0. Mini leads Detroit 2-zip. NBA tonight, Spurs and Raptors. Got DeRozan back in Toronto. Raptors lead 66-60 in the third. My name is Reed Wilkins. Connor McDavid, two-game suspension. Uh, A couple people asking about an appeal. The uh, Oilers can appeal, but it wouldn't be resolved in time for McDavid to play tomorrow night against Anaheim. So I think best case scenario for the Oilers is to appeal, have it reduced to a game, and then he plays Monday in Nashville. Susan texting in. She says, the way calls are missed slash ignored on McDavid is unjust and unfair. He is a prince for taking the high road so often, but the NHL referee department needs to up its game a whole two levels. That is from Susan. Festus says, Reed, how is a straight-out headshot only a fine? This better be a suspension. McDavid made a mistake and needs to be suspended. No one is saying he is a goon. That is from Festus. And Brian from Lloyd says, McDavid should be saying to the league, if you're going to suspend me two games for this BS, you should call every blank and penalty infraction that is constantly overlooked by your refs. By my count, 
The Oilers are owed four to five extra power plays per game. Time for the NHL to get its blank together. That's Brian from Lloyd. Okay, good stuff. 780-496-0063. We have Dean on the phone line. Dean, go ahead. Hey, hello. Um, if Connor was to put on 20 pounds of muscle and beef up a bit and go out there and start getting ugly, maybe getting a fight here and there, uh, maybe guys would start laying off him. I don't, do you really want him playing that type of game? Remember, he got in a fight in junior and broke his hand. Well, that's true, but, you know, he's got he's to gotta do something. He's going to slow him down a little bit, but that's okay. He's going to by guys anyway, so I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. So what do you think of the suspension? What should well, have it been? It's justified. Like, I'm, like you, you didn't go around trying to hurt guys, but it was uh, just one of those things where guys' head got in the way or whatever, and, you know. And another thing I wanted to mention, there was a guy that keeps phoning in, hacking on Edmonton, that nobody wants to come here because it's a northern city and it's wintertime. But what about all the East Coast teams? Like, they get worse winners yeah. than here. We, we dealt with him on the, on, on the weekend, Dean. He's entitled to his opinion. I, I think it's a really poorly formed opinion, and I think that it's a bit of a cop-out for mistakes that the Oilers have made management level wise along the way to suggest that they're bad because it gets cold. Uh, I mean there's two teams in Florida and one is good and one isn't very good and there's pretty good weather in Florida so I think there's a little more to it than that. Thanks for calling Dean. 780-496-0063 we have Matt standing by as well. Hello Matt go ahead. Hey I, I got an idea as to why I think Connor got two games or got suspended at all. I was at the game last night, and, uh, like, Trotz didn't call Letty back. Letty tried to stay on the ice, and the ref sent him off for concussion protocol. Yeah, it was actually the protocol spotter that made sure he got back. The second Letty had to go for protocol, and he's gone for the next 10 to 15 minutes, they should have given Connor five minutes in a game misconduct for the hit, and then you can just find him after that. He's missed his one game, and it has an effect on the game that he was a part of, and you're done. But then the league's looking at it like, okay, you got a two-minute minor. The Islanders lose a guy for, you know, 10 to 15 minutes, and now they have to try and make up for it when it comes to the suspension. Right. So you think so you think it should have been a harsher penalty in-game then? I think it should have been five minutes in a game misconduct. The second the, the second the Islanders have to lose a guy for 10 to 15 minutes, how is it justified that Connor's only off the ice for two? Yeah, well, you're the first person to bring that up, Matt, so that that's an interesting way to put it. And then the Oilers play two-thirds of the game. When, how much was it? Yeah, about two-thirds of the game without McDavid. So. Well, and then he scores the game winner. Right. So, I mean, I think that's kind of what the league's looking at is he shouldn't have been in the game to begin with, and then they end up with a winner, so now they have to do something to try and compensate for maybe too light of a penalty at, at the time of infraction. Okay, and you were at the game, you said? I was, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, glad they got a win for you, buddy. There haven't been enough at Rogers lately. <laughs> Seems to be the case for a long time. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for calling, Matt. Appreciate it. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Yakushev texting in. He says, uh, "Read the NHL had no choice in disciplining McDavid. If they would have just fined him for a headshot, which it was, that would have diminished their agenda in dealing with concussions. He should have got one game. So that is uh, Yakushev." One of my favorite texters out there. So he thinks it should have been a one-game suspension, not two for McDavid. Brian is on the phone line as well. Brian, thank you for calling. Hey, indeed. You know, you and I have had this discussion, Lord knows how many times, 
excuse my language, but gosh darn it. You know, it, it's getting ridiculous as far as the refereeing goes. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I totally understand your previous callers saying, yeah, you know, it was a headshot. Yes, he did go out for concussion protocol. Yes, it should have probably been a, a major penalty. Having said that, look what Brad Marshawn does on a daily basis and what he gets away with. Then there's the uh, the, the previous game with the Islanders. Uh, Nurse Darnell is uh, having that fight. And the referee, he's trying to break the fight up. What's he doing? He's hanging on to Darnell, and the other guy is wailing on him. And yet Darnell gets the extra penalty. Like, where is the, like, uh, it, it makes absolutely no sense how the referees are referees. There's a rule book. you got to follow the rule book. And if they followed the rule book, the headshot, I mean, there would have been no reason for McDavid to go all messy. Well, Brian, I'll leave you on the line here. I mean, you, you make some good points, and I, and I know we have talked before, and I, I was talking bigger picture earlier, too, that... A, there's a lot of suspensions, whether it's McDavid or somebody else, where we don't understand. And one texter made a really good point. If Malkin, I'll ask you this, Brian. If Malkin connects with Raffle a couple weeks ago, how many games would have he got? What if he smashes him in the year? If, if that happens, then, you know, uh, but bottom line, here, here's how I feel. When you swing the stick like that, to me, that's even more dangerous than a headshot that McDavid did. So if Malkin only gets one game for, for deliberately swinging the stick like that with intent, and I mean anybody swinging the stick like that, there's intent. you got to get more than one game. This was an inadvertent hit to the head, and it was inadvertent if you watch the plays. And, uh, you know, even Carter said that, you know, yeah, I got the hit a little bit high. You know, it wasn't what he intended. And yet he gets two games. It, it, it's almost like there's a conspiracy, you know, and I hate to say it that way, but it, it, it's getting crazy uh, how the referees are referees. Well, there's a lot. I mean, I, like, I don't get all the suspensions, and I made the point. I don't get the embellishment, and I know that's – I'm kind of combining topics, but I'm, I'm talking overall – a lot of us watch the games that don't understand what is happening. I don't know if you saw Backlund against the Islanders on Wednesday. Michael Backlund gets hooked to the ice by an Islander. He's called for embellishment, and he argues and gets another two and ten. So Flames should have had a power play, and the Islanders get a power play. Like, what uh, sense does I, that I, make? I've seen that all year, though, and, and, I, and I've even said that to you. I mean, I, I, I don't watch just the Oilers games. I mean, I've seen it in, you know, games with Pittsburgh, with Toronto, with, you know, and it, it always seems to revolve around the star players because they're being rode, they're, people are, are, you know, slowing them down. I mean, there was, there's interference, there's pick plays, all these things, it's in the rule book. You've got a rule book for crying out loud, call the rule book. If you're not going to call the rule book, throw the damn thing into the fireplace and roast marshmallows. Well, Brian, we will do that some night, and I'll even supply the scone of gold. Sound good? Sounds good. <laughs> All right, that is Brian at 780-496-0063. 
where was I here? Jason and Lloyd said uh, that previous caller is correct. It's an in-game issue. It should be one game. Otherwise, P.S., the ref's got to make the call earlier, and there would have been no hit. Dale says, Reed, realistically, it probably should have been a one-game suspension. We probably wouldn't have won against Nashville even with McDavid, so ultimately it's probably a zero-sum event. And uh, this texture says, you go on and on about how it should have been just a fine. What about the Canadian's Byron? He got two games for an accidental hit to the head. Well, that's my point, though, that there, we see things all around the league where we don't get it, where we don't get how things are being enforced. So the fact that you throw out the, the Byron thing is, is further proof of, uh, of what I'm saying. It's an interesting discussion. Obviously, the fact that it's affecting McDavid in Edmonton well, it should be talked about around the league because it's affecting one of the one of the best players in the NHL. I appreciate everybody calling in. We still have time for your call, 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630. This portion of the show presented by Furnace Family, your 24-7 furnace repair and replacement specialist. Call 780-4-FAMILY or visit them online at FurnaceFamily.com. We'll take a quick timeout. We're live from Claire Drake Arena for Inside Sports. <laughs> You're listening to 6:30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Interesting to keep an eye on Golden Bears hockey forward Luke Philp over the summer. He's had an outstanding season for the U of A Golden Bears. He's been scouted by about a half dozen NHL teams throughout the Canada West season. And I can tell you that from the Oilers, Craig McTavish and Scott Housen are at Claire Drake Arena tonight. My name is Reed Wilkins. Golden Bears and Dinos are going to face off at 7. We'll keep you updated on this one. Game 1 of their best of 3 Canada West semifinal. Oilers and Ducks tomorrow at Rogers Place. Connor McDavid will not play. It'll be Game 1 of his two-game suspension for the headshot last night on the Islanders. Nick Letty will have it for you on 6.30. Chad, face-off show at 6.30. And the game will start at 8. 780-496-0063. We have MJ on the line. I, I assume this is not Michael Jordan. <laughs> Hello. MJ, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Yeah, go ahead, man. Okay. So, uh, I, I'm not an Oiler fan, but the suspension is totally ridiculous. If they think that he's a dirty player, Brad Marchand shouldn't be able to get out of the first period or the second period of any game that he's played. Uh, it's totally ridiculous. As far as you look at his record, uh, he's got 20 or 88 minutes of penalties, penalty minutes in the league, 276 games played. That's 0.33 minutes of penalty minutes. It's a joke. Give him a, give him a fine or whatever, but he's not a dirty hockey player. I'm not an Oiler fan, but this is a joke. And uh, it's stupid, as far as I'm concerned. Who do you cheer for, MJ? Do you mind me asking? Pardon me? Who do you cheer for? Do you mind me asking? No, not at all. I like I like Pittsburgh. Are you uh, you live in northern Alberta, though, I assume, since you're listening and calling me? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I'm originally from Saskatchewan, and uh, I played uh, back in the late 60s and for 70s, I, I played NHL, and uh, it's uh, if right now my son asks me all the time, Dad, how long would you last in the NHL? I said about 10 minutes into the first period. 
Well, Mike, I gotta ask, do you, do you mind telling, you're going by your initials, do you mind telling us who you are? If you were an NHLer, this is great. No, I'll just leave that out. Rather not? Okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so you, but you no. played when there were 12 teams then, when it expanded from 6 to 12? No, 6. Oh, you still played in the original 6? Okay. Yeah, like I played against Gordie Howe, and I, Gordie Howe uh, and I were good friends, and, and I know Brian Trottier and Bobby Bourne and all the old guys going back, and uh, we have an old fraternity back in Saskatchewan. Wendell Clark is a real good friend of mine, and uh, it's, uh, you know, like I said, my, my son asked me, he says, how long would you last? I said, well, I had, I had two friends on, on my team. It was my teammates, and the other ones were dentists, because a lot of forwards found out that they had to go to the dentist when they got done with me. Right. Okay. Well, IMG, I appreciate your perspective, especially from a guy who uh, who played in the league. Thanks a lot for listening and calling tonight. Hey, love you guys. Okay, that is MJ seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Well, I love you back. You're always supposed to say I love you back if somebody says it to you, right? <laughs> is, that, is that the rule? People around me at Claire Drake Arena are nodding. I'm not sure if they, I, I don't know if they heard what I was asking or if they're just nodding for me to say whatever. Hey, uh, we got to do a, another special feature here. It's about Bowen Byram. His mobility and offensive upside definitely stand out. It's a big part of the reason he's the top-ranked defenseman among North American skaters in the Central Scouting midterm rankings. Quinn Phillips has more in the final part of our series on top WHL prospects. Bowen Byram on his forehand. Richard goes, scores. Vancouver Giants defenseman Bowen Byram doesn't hide the fact that his draft year adds some pressure. I'd probably be lying if you said no, but um, yeah, for sure a bit. But uh, I think it's it's fun too. Uh, you don't get to do it. You only get to do it once. So just uh, take advantage of everything you get. He's doing just that. The defenseman has put up outstanding numbers. Plus 23 with 55 points in 56 games. 27 of those have come in the Giants' last 22 games. When my dad was coaching me, he always encouraged me to be up the play and whatnot, probably a little more than necessary. But um, no, it's kind of always just been there. His father, Sean, played 14 years pro, five games in the NHL. He was a winger, but he can still be a big help. He always uh, has a little bit of input to give me. Uh, he's not uh, overwhelming at all to say he's not always in my face and whatnot, but uh, he's just a, a good guy to bounce things off of. He was also there to help Bowen pursue elite-level hockey. Growing up in Cranbrook, by the time the defenseman was bantam age, it was time for more competitive hockey. So him and dad moved to Lethbridge. It wasn't easy leaving my mom and my sister. Uh, probably the hardest thing I've had to do. But uh, in the end, it, it's worked out for me so far. This year, he's benefiting from Giants' new associate coach, Jamie Heward, who played 394 NHL games. It's nice having a guy that's kind of been through the same thing I'm going through right now. Uh, he, was a, he was a good NHLer, and uh, so that's something I can thrive for. Uh, he knows a lot about the game, and he knows a lot about defense in general, so uh, it's been very good for me. He wants to be a pro. Um, he has a pro mentality already. He does everything very well. He does extra. Um, he, he really is uh, like he's playing pro right now, so he's handled it very well. And we don't want to lose him next year, <laughs> but I mean that—that's just the reality of him being such a good player. Quinn Phillips, Global Sports. Top Prospects is brought to you by the Western Hockey League, world-class hockey, and guaranteed scholarships. 
All right, thanks a lot, Queen. Good stuff. Uh, Four-part series there on top prospects in the Western Hockey League. Great to hear those stories. We're live at Claire Drake Arena tonight. A lot of discussion about Connor McDavid's two-game suspension. I appreciate everybody chiming in on that. What probably would have been the big story today if Connor had not been suspended was the ongoing situation with Jesse Puliyarvi. Keith Gretzky, Oilers acting general manager, spoke today and said uh, it's a lower body injury for Puliyarvi. His agent wants a second opinion on the injury. So Puliyarvi will be going to the United States to see a doctor likely on Tuesday and then they'll decide a course of action from there. This has just not been good in any way with Puliyarvi. Uh, I think the team has mishandled him. I think we have a, an agent here who is meddling. I don't think the uh, player has taken enough responsibility to push himself to be better. Uh, I, I don't know if there's a long or even medium-term future for Puliyarvi here in Edmonton, but that could be one of the stories for the offseason. Golden Bears and Dino's going to start at the top of the hour. We'll keep you updated, and we'll be joined by our old buddy Evan Dom from Canada West Conference when we get back. Inside Sports on 630 Chen. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.